Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to Good Talks. I am Marie Murataya. And my name is Mark Little. <clears throat> Today's episode is brought to you by Binchada, when horchata just won't do. Binchada is a drink for you, fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. Yes, yes, and. Oh, uh, yes, yes, and. Oh, you're, you're concerned about your throat clear? Yeah. Oh, no, it's, I mean. That was the look I gave you. Oh, I see. No need for concern. <clears throat> oh, wow. Okay, man. Someone How about there? Someone needs a little drink of water. I yeah, know. Now it's time to be concerned. All right. You start us off, sir. I'll drink water. Oh, okay, fine. Would I, you like me to loudly glug? If you could loudly glug, I would appreciate it. I, I love the sound of eating and drinking. It's one of my favorite sounds. I do not like it. No, I don't either. There's got to be some people like that sound, though. That's yeah. There's all the people that watch those ASMRs. Oh yeah, the mukbangs. Oh, very true. Very true. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't know why. Maybe because it's hot in here. It is hot in here. Oh, also you just ate cake. Oh, I have sugar, sugar throat. Mm-hmm. Sugar throat plus cream cheese throat plus. <laughs> this sounds horrible. Yep. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Uh, but only if you're some sort of uh, pervert. I, I guess. Can I tell a funny story on the podcast? Only if it's humorous. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great. Go for it. Well, I just thought it was funny today because, okay, so I get weekly COVID tests at work. Yeah. And. Are you bragging? No. Okay. Um, But you have to get them from the lady at the front office. And this is all supposed to be confidential, right? Well, you shouldn't be telling the story right now. Well, I'm choosing to let people know I'm, I oh, get COVID you mean, tests. I thought you meant the idea that you had to get to, that anyone's getting tested is confidential. Well, so me getting tested. I'm really kidding. Got it. Well, but this is the secretary at the front office. So parents walk in, teachers walk up, you know, the doors to the nurse's office and the principal's office and stuff are open. Like they, anybody can hear me say, hey, can I get my test? And everybody knows what we're talking about. So I've taken to it. Not that I care, but... I've taken to having some fun with it, so I come up to her. <laughs> Do you already know where I'm going with this? No, I don't. Oh, but... I go up to her and I'm like, hey, can I get my... And I point to my nose. <laughs> and she, today I did it in front of our principal. And she starts laughing. She goes, okay, you got to stop. And I was like, why? You got a good gig. You've been promoted. And my principal's like, what are you guys talking about? And she's like, you know. And so we're trying to like... <laughs> and... I don't know if he really caught on. He acted, then he walked away, and she goes, <sighs> she goes, stop making it seem like I sell blow. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's the best part. <laughs> that's what I told her. I said, that's why I said you got promoted. She's like, yeah, that's true. Man, if I had that kind of money, <laughs> I was like, I know you wouldn't be sitting here giving me my COVID test. Hey, there you go. But we were just messing around. Anyways, I just thought, oh, yeah, funny story. Because, like, I mean, do I like getting COVID tested? I, I mean, at this point, I don't even care, but... Really, at first, I was like, no, you know, I didn't like that. I, I guess I technically opted to do that. But, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But so that's, that's been my way of making it really fun. <laughs> that is fun. See, you know, that's, and that is the best part is, uh, taking the thing that you're like, oh, this is kind of annoying. And now you're like, oh, this is actually kind of a, a fun aspect of the week is, uh, the little, the little game I play during this time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get to make fun of something that is ridiculous. So, it's good times. It is. It is good times. I'm trying to think if I have any funny stories to tell you. Yeah. Um, I was uh, walking to <laughs> the store <laughs> the other day. And, oh, yeah? 
as I was approaching a stoplight, there was a homeless woman standing there and she said, free at last. And I said, what do you mean? I, and, she, and she said, guess, guess what? I said, <laughs> she, go ahead. She said, I'm free. And I said, w- in what sense? I just recently got a home. And I said, really? She said, yes, I did. I paid cash. I said, cash? She said, yeah, that's right. The Federal Reserve has been printing quite a bit, so I got my hands on some. I said, oh, very good. She said, would you like to come over? I'm having a potluck dinner later. And I said, well, I'd like to come over, but I don't want to bring anything. I said, okay. She said, no, it's a potluck. You have to, if you, if you come over. If you go, you owe. Uh, yeah, if you come, but what she said is, if you come over and intend to eat, you're going to need to bring something. And I said, well, you could have just said, if you go, you owe. And she said, well, I don't, I'm not quite familiar with that saying. So <laughs> was that a funny story? Because that was a real life story. Oh, is story. the story over? Oh, this really <laughs> happened, did it? Yeah, it was great. So are you trying to say my story wasn't real? No, I'm just telling you it was also... New game! What? You have to comment which story was real. No, which, mine or Mark's. Which of the two stories? Whoever comments, whoever's the first to comment and get it correctly gets a shout out on our next show. Very good. Where are they leaving this comment? Can't you leave comments on like Apple Podcasts? You can. You can. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Probably. I think you can. Oh, actually, yeah, you can. You can leave, you can leave reviews. You leave a re- Okay. Review. And that's even, we like that better. Oh, yeah. Um, Leave a review. Boom. There you go. Uh, oh. Yeah, no, that, that was my funny story. Okay. Very uh, funny. I laughed inside. Well, that's good. Humor is, is an important part of what's going on speaking of humor the rigmarole going back at some point we're we're i know we're giving you mixed information out here or i'm giving you, you mixed information you're giving me mixed information yeah th- thank you that's what i just said <clears throat> but um, the next time we go live uh one of our members will be in what were you calling it the former soviet the form- union former soviet union yeah that's what he was calling it the czech republic so very interesting very cool but uh, I guess we should get to what we were actually here to talk about. What was that? Uh, our ratings for the week. I guess. I mean. Yeah, we can <clears> talk about it. Theoretically. Sure, why not? So where I am in the four-hour work week right now is he's talking about having a virtual assistant. and. Uh, oh, hey. Shout out Noel. Boom. Yeah. Shout out Noel indeed. Did you hear my throat noise right now? Yes, I did hear Ooh, throat awkward. Noise. Sorry. That's right. And... Uh, Basically, this guy, I, I don't think it's Tim Ferriss who wrote this thing, but it's someone else who wrote this article and he's talking about it. And uh, the, the whole article is in the book. And basically what he's saying is he wanted to figure out which areas of his life he could outsource. And he essentially tried to outsource every single one of them. He even wanted to have his virtual assistant go and do his therapy for him. So he he tried to just like tell her about like traumas from childhood and stuff, and then have uh, her his virtual assistant go, go to, to his, his therapist. therapist, and then oh, okay. the therapist was like basically said like uh, ethically <clears throat> no, um, we're not going to do that. But th- yeah. but then one of the one of the last things I just recently read was that then he decided well what if I just outsource my neurotic tendencies to her and <sighs> and so instead of and and so he asked her as part of her tasks to worry about like X, Y, and Z, like these things that he was worrying about, like a business deal. Uh-huh. And then, um, and she was like, okay, so I'll spend X amount of time worrying about this a day. And he said that whenever he would start to worry about it, 
it worked because he would then think, oh no, she's actually already worrying about this for me, which is just kind of funny. It's just like, it's just a little psychological roadblock into uh, not not worrying about a thing. So I just thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, that's interesting. I definitely know that because I got my virtual assistant, I brought her on to my team in October. So that's what, almost six months ago? Yeah. Wow. That's that's awesome. Um, Yeah. <clears throat> and some things that, you know, sometimes I would overthink with my own business and stuff. I noticed myself do that very thing where mm. I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to. I got to figure out a way to do this. And so she's a text away and I just say, hey, can you put this on our list? Yeah. And that's it. And then anytime it comes back up into my mind, I'm like, okay, well, Noelle's going to, we're going to talk about that. So, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and she's really good about that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and it's nice because you don't realize when you, when you do outsource, which is, it's a learning curve for sure. Cause even sure. now six months in, I'm starting to finally feel comfortable giving her yeah. more stuff that I just wasn't ready to give her. Like, when I had her start with me, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, make content like this or maybe do this, like like new things instead of things I was already doing. Mm. And now I'm starting to say, OK, I need to take on writing the emails. Can you, you know, um, be in charge of my workbook stuff for my course or whatever it is, like stuff that I would originally do on my own? Yeah. And she's fantastic with it. Um, but it's it's just that part of just giving her tasks to do um i forget what i was where i was kind of going with this though but that giving up of control um and it you know when i do have her to go to about these things or like give her those tasks she actually brings in a whole new perspective to it which is so awesome and helpful and you know then she can come to me and say hey i really think you know you should do this or you know, World Kindness Day is coming up. You need to throw out like a quick, um, you know, promo or something. Like she's just on top of it in ways that I wouldn't have been because I didn't actually give away some of that, um, those tasks. And and then in a sense, free up my own brain mm-hmm. and also have somebody to, to share with me what they think, which yeah. is helpful. Um so yeah, I I would agree. I <laughs> it's funny. I, <laughs> please worry about this for me. I don't know if I would do that, but <laughs> but it it makes sense, right? Like I mean, I think he, in, on a psychological level. Yeah, I think his his point was like I I've got a virtual assistant. Let me see what elements of my life yeah. can be outsourced and, you know, if when it's just an experiment in experimentation phase where you're saying like, mm-hmm. okay, let's try this, let's try that okay, yeah, that works, this doesn't. And at that point, you're just kind of trying to find anywhere that it kind of gives you an inch uh, mm-hmm. in your own life, which is pretty interesting. And I think you're definitely on to something as far as the willingness you have to allow her to do more and more stuff that you feel like, oh no, like only I can do this. And just like I was saying or earlier, before we started recording about that's kind of what the whole four hour work week thing, at least from the parts of the beginning is about is like, where can you remove the, you know, the congestion, the bottlenecks, where can you remove the pain points in your own business? Yeah. And for him, Tim Ferriss, he found that it was himself that <clears throat> caused those blockages in the flow of his business. So how so uh, he, 
he was trying to answer too many emails. He was trying to micromanage stuff. He just thought that, you know, okay, I'm the one that needs to be in charge of this. This X task is so important that I need to be in charge of it. Yeah. But if you can outsource that task to multiple other people, even if you lose, you know, a percentage of things that say, you know, he would have done correctly, right? Where uh, maybe other people screwed them up or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. This still overall by volume, because now it's not just one person, it's four people or, or two people or whatever it is. Yeah. You're still doing better than you were with just the one person yeah, kind of thing. So I think that's interesting. And then I've seen, yeah, I've seen multiple entrepreneurs talk about this and it's just that idea of scalability because when you're, when it's like, okay, well, everything has to eventually come back to me. You can't scale that. That's, that's like the opposite of scaling, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, Mm -hmm. and that works for some things, but even, even artists, like even Traditional fine artists have assistants and and build out more or less art factories for themselves. It's really, yeah, it's really interesting. I remember there's a there's a did we watch this together? A documentary about a Chinese artist who had who had like a big pit of um, like one of his things was a big pit of sunflower seeds, but they're all ceramic. No, okay, this really really interesting documentary, and essentially just. It's it's been a while since I've seen it, but it talked about his his process and kind of introduced you to the. It introduced me to a way of thinking about art that I'd never really considered before. And like the artist is, it's not so important that the artist is the one actually creating the work. Like the, yeah. the artist's job is, or the entrepreneur's job, or whoever <clears throat> whoever it is, is to be the person with the vision. And like that's what they're good at. That's it, true. Is seeing like okay, this thing needs to exist. Does it matter if I paint it or if my next door neighbor paints like how it? how it gets created. Yeah, doesn't, that's, that's not super important. Unless, you know, as an artist, your process is where you derive the most enjoyment. Yeah. But even still, then the process differs. And just like you were saying about with Noel, now it's like, okay, this becomes a collaborative effort as opposed yes. to a, a one-person show and through collaboration, I mean, like they say, two heads are better than one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm super, I mean, you know this. I talk about it all the time, just how grateful for her I am and yeah. aspects I didn't even think I would be. Yeah. Um, you know, I, when I said, yeah, I need, I need an assistant, it was kind of like, I know I need to, to outsource some things. I know sure. I need help and I know I need a, um, somebody to do little tasks content creation or whatever kind of with that idea too of like i know i have the vision but i need somebody to actually make it and like help me get it out because i have too many things in my mind yeah and as it kind of grew it's turned into like sometimes now when i i'll post things that she's made and i just feel horrible not giving her credit because i feel like it's becoming more it already was a team effort but i feel like it's more so now like she has ideas that she adds in and Mm -hmm. stuff and and um it's just yeah i don't know it's yeah. nice it, it is i'm very grateful and she also is very knowledgeable about things i'm not sure. which is part of you know was the whole point which is why when i interviewed her i was like well can you do this because i need help with certain things i don't know about yeah and and not only that but she really tries to teach me so i can that's awesome you know yeah so it's not just like she's the only one that can do it but that way we can work together and yeah 
And um, so, no, it's it's a very beneficial thing. And I would say to anybody that is questioning whether or not they want one or need to outsource certain things, I would say do it and yeah. just and even give it a try because yeah, like we exactly. started on a trial basis and exactly um, now I would be like please don't leave but but you know well at least right now but um, it it works to just see see what works for you and how it affects your I guess your own productivity but also just your mindset and how present you can be I think that's really what my goal was like when I when I hired her I was like okay. What do what what do I want to get out of this? Yeah. For me, what do I want for my company? Yeah. What like what is my end result? And ultimately, I wanted to be able to put out content and put out promos and different things at a like more than I was doing. Yeah. But have more peace of mind than I was having. Yeah. Right? And so it it worked cuz that yeah. that was my goal and working with her has really helped me do that, you know? Yeah. And it's, and I'm definitely, I have more time to make more content. I have more time to take on, you know, I set, I set a goal at the beginning of this year to take on more private practice clients. Sure. And knowing I had her made me say yes to two clients all at once. Like, yeah. you know, cause I said, oh yeah, I could just ask Noel to take on something else that, you know, and obviously run that by her make sure she has a time. But, um, she had already kind of mentioned, you know, I have extra hours and yeah. it worked out. So Yeah, no, that's great. Um that's great. And I yeah. think I think what you're saying about just kind of that mental freeing is is something that makes a lot of sense. It's like and we've talked about this before and you think I always talk about this but like mental bandwidth and you know there's only so many things you can think about in a day. Exactly. And, and even probably more finite are the amount of things you can accomplish in a day and to be able to say okay this idea is out there and it's being worked on like i can i can move on yeah you know and that is a i think that's obviously a very valuable thing and and i guess yeah no i think about it you're definitely on your phone less oh and that's another thing too you know how the iphone gives you um, metrics. Those metrics. Yeah. It goes down on an average now every week. I'm on it 8% less than the previous week. Mm-hmm. So if that seems to be the average, like That's awesome, the actually. number that comes up. It, yeah. So let's say starting in October, I was on my phone 45% of the week. I was on it probably more, to be honest. Sure. Um, but it has literally gone down 8% a week from that. So what would yeah. that be now? You know, like I'm probably yeah. on it 20% of the week or I mean, maybe yeah, that's yeah. not the math, but you get it like sure. it compounds and, and that's cool that you see it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that you no, say when, it, when you I, know? when I really think about it, it's like, I still get on you sometimes. I'm like, Hey, I know, but it's, but it's not, I mean, to, in, no, my, but in I, my defense, it's not when I know I'm not mad. No, I know. But I, and, and I don't want it's you to It's a say, habit. Yeah. I even said it today mm-hmm. with my intern at work. She, um, we, we were, we always go to a different classroom to eat lunch with another group of teachers because yeah. it's just like, get out of our room. I'm trying to share that habit that I have with her. Like, we're not going to stay in our room all day long. Like, let's yeah. get out. Um, I was like, when it's finally like nice outside, we'll go outside. But anyways, so we had our lunch and my phone was on my desk and I, I was like, oh, I'm going to grab my phone. And she's like, oh, yeah, me too. And then I was like, 
no, I'm not. <laughs> like, maybe I'll leave it here today. Because I yeah. was like, I even said, like, that's just such a habit. Yeah. To just pick it up when I leave the room. Yeah. Um, and then I noticed once I did that and made, and this goes, now we're, now I'm segueing into atomic habits, but it's interesting because mm. once I said that out loud and I made that conscious decision, mm. three more times today, I like went far away from my classroom. I went to the office and I was like, oh, I totally left my phone on my desk. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the bathroom later, left my phone. Every other time I usually, I usually bring it. Yeah. Anytime I leave that room, it's yeah. with me, which a part of it has been drilled into us kind of like try to keep it on you for safety reasons. Mm. Um, but just, I don't know, in case of, you know, lockdown or drills or whatever. Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, like I'm pretty much safe and, and I'm in buildings. I'll, you know, someone yeah. help, someone will or have a phone. you're going to be near or, someone with a phone. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll be near a phone like, yeah, exactly. to call out, you know, so I'm yeah. fine. But, yeah. um, it was just interesting. It, like, it's definitely interesting. It's the, the phone thing is, is, is a trip for sure because, uh, I, I told you last night I accidentally left my phone off airplane mode. You know, mm-hmm. usually every night I sleep with it on airplane mode. And I think I was just up late and, and I like journaled and then uh, it, it just didn't, it didn't cross my mind that I didn't shut it off or, you know, put it on, put it on the mode. Mm-hmm. And um, so for one, I woke up a few times during the night and I, I'm pretty, I'm fairly confident that it's because something on my phone like yeah you know, you know whether it's i don't think it's a notification because i pretty much habitually keep it on like focus mode now mm-hmm. um to to the point where i miss certain calls that i might need and stuff but <laughs> no problem and uh but overall i think that's good but yeah. then this morning uh i i succumbed to the temptation of looking at my phone because it wasn't already on airplane mode yep. and so i I like looked at my alarm went off. I shut it off. I looked and I had like a notification of a text message or, or mm-hmm. something. And so I'm like, you know, that just put me to the whole thing. Like, Oh, why? Oh, I didn't shut off. Blah, blah, blah. And then I just automatically like looked at, at yeah. a couple different things. And it's just so interesting because on every other day I wait for at least an hour yeah. to, and this has just been, you know, for the past few weeks since I read Atomic Habits, but waiting for at least an hour to get on my phone and that that alone has given me a lot of time because yeah. like I noticed that on Saturday morning because oftentimes on Saturday morning after being up super late, then I would wake up and just like be on my phone for who knows, like maybe up to like mm-hmm. 45 minutes or an hour, just mm-hmm. like just scrolling through nonsense and you know, some good stuff, some, some, sure. some great content. Sure. Uh, but it's so interesting how just one one tweak. I that's yeah. what I did. I think I had told you this last week. I did that, that very same thing. Mm. Or no, maybe not. I don't know. There was a day like a Saturday morning where I was like, oh, but it's the weekend. I'm in bed. I want to stay in bed. Mm-hmm. So I let myself look at my phone in bed, which is just the kiss of death. The kiss of death, and it honestly puts me in such a bad mood. Yeah, I know. And I think I've told, you know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, I similarly oh, okay. feel, well, like, I experience that. And I, and like, in Atomic Habits, he talks about um, people that have, this is, like, kind of separate, but it this is where I got this idea hmm. um, when I read it about people that have insomnia and mm. how something, one of the first things they might do in, like, therapy for that is 
tell you watch TV in a different room, do everything else in a different room, and have your bed only be for sleeping. Like yeah. you're not watching TV from it, you're not even reading from it. Like yeah. it's only for sleeping. So you're training your brain that once it hits the bed, it is time for sleep. Yeah. Um, which makes a lot of sense. So I'm kind of trying to establish that same. I'm not that I have a hard time falling asleep, but sure. I'm trying to establish that same kind of thing to where I don't almost like I have an aversion to my phone when I'm in bed because yeah. it really and on a personal level, which I I would really argue and to anybody that says, well, no, I can be in my phone and have the same level of happiness that I do. Sure. If I wait, you know, because honestly, it when I wake up and I I go through, you know, even after I meditate and do my morning journaling, if I go straight to my phone, Mm -hmm. I am still not quite ready. I don't think I'm emotionally (laughs) regulated enough to, to have that almost instant gratification of social media, of checking my email. Like I just noticed for me personally, I've had it happen where the moment I check my phone in the morning, or if I check it when I'm really tired at night, Mm -hmm. my emotional state is very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So I could see one thing and get either like I've, I've had it happen to where I'll see somebody post something on Instagram that maybe I thought about posting and I'll get like extremely jealous of that person for like maybe only five minutes but it's still not a good feeling to have and yeah. it kind of does set me back for the rest of the day um so just knowing what works for me and knowing like having my phone in bed means I'm probably going to be on it when I'm in a more vulnerable state mm. is not good for me it's not good for my routines it's not good for how I set myself up for the day and so i I do the same thing. I try to stay off it for at least a half hour. Yeah. Before, you know, the the hardest part for me has been not saying that this is an excuse by any means, but the challenge I have found is that the app I use to meditate or the website, I use it on my phone. Yeah. And so I have to turn off my airplane mode <laughs> and get online yeah. essentially. But it's, you know, when you set it up the right way to be right there, once you go yeah. on safari, then it's. I was going to say, and you can always like that focus mode thing does help a lot because it does like, like I said, I I didn't realize that I had certain missed calls, like certain text messages from, from people who are not like on the approved list. Like I didn't, they don't even pop up, you know? So, okay. Question. This is Mm -hmm. really off, but I noticed that I can, so I'll get notifications when you have your phone on focus mode. Oh yeah. And it'll say, oh, like send anyway or notify anyway. Is it because I'm on an approved list? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Because if it's like I, an emergency I'm assuming or that's why you are on, you are on a pretty list. I okay. don't know if other people see those same messages. Well, so, I didn't know because I was like, why would this be? Why? I was sending it to you. I think you were at work and I sent you a message and it said that like, mm-hmm. oh, like Mark doesn't have notifications on right now. Do you want to send, do you want to notify him anyways? So I hit yes. And then I was like, well, Scumbag. wait. Well, I think I had no, a, I kidding. think I had a legit like I needed to know. I'm kidding. Um but my thing was was like and you were at work at the restaurant. If you were working here and it wasn't important, I no, wouldn't I do that. I know. Um, but it, I yeah, I was confused cuz I was like, well, if he puts it on that mode, why are they asking me like just to overwrite it essentially? Yeah. But it makes sense if For like emergencies or whatever. If it's like your mom, me, yeah. 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 So, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good thing. And it's, that's just another like little tip, not tip, but little kind of trick. And it's yeah. just any way you can whittle down the distractions, the better. Yeah. And, uh, 
that just makes me think of the batching. Batching is also what I was reading about this week. And I know for sure I would, I, I, not just that I would, but that I do, when I do it, benefit from batching stuff. And he's talking about batching everything, like batching when you check your email, batching yeah. when you get your physical mail, if you do that, you know, anything you can think of that you could not do for a while and then do a lot of it once, creative work or menial tasks or whatever it is. I always tell new SLPs, mm-hmm. don't check your email at the beginning of the workday. Mm-hmm. I I am very, and I and just for me, it's a method. It's like, I don't check it until like I have enough of a gap after my first two at least sessions of the day. Mm-hmm. Because... One, you might I might check it, and but then I'm supposed to be in a session, so I don't even like fully check it, or mm-hmm. I might need to respond to something, and now I don't have time, and it stresses me out. Mm-hmm. Um, or I get an email that makes me like confused or have a certain emotional reaction, and then I lose focus on what I'm actually supposed to be doing. Like I'm supposed to be working with these kids, you know. Yeah. And um, I like that idea of of the batching of like pick a time in the day when you can get to all those emails yeah, and stick to that and don't and, go outside of it. And his goal is to get to a point where you're only checking it once a week, <laughs> your whole email. And you basically, in, in order to do that, you kind of set up a, an auto response to people. It's like, Hey, I, I check uh, email Wednesday at 4 PM. And if it's an emergency, you know, you can reach me at X number. Uh, yeah, if, I was. Yeah. If not, then I'll respond like to you as, as soon as I. Exactly, and that's what that's what he's all about in this book is is setting up these these systems with the eventual goal of you know, I mean, not needing to check the email or whatever, or checking it as as absolutely as little as possible. Or if you're outsourcing that to mm-hmm. a VA or something, mm-hmm. you know, like like for me, I know mine. She works for me mainly like Fridays, sometimes Saturdays, and then Sundays are the bulk of her days. So yeah. if then Sunday is email check day where she just goes through and flags things I need to look at mm-hmm. or whatever, fine. Yeah. Noel, if you're listening, new task. Yeah. And he also talks about the idea of really like, and this we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, but to just put it in more concrete terms, is the idea of empowering whoever is is working for you or working with you or whatever it is. So in his example, um, a lot of the inbox stuff he was dealing with were customer service issues mm-hmm. where they would receive a product and they needed, you know, somehow something needed to get fixed. Like they, yeah. they got the wrong product or whatever it was. And eventually he made the decision uh, to outsource the customer service and you know even still he was getting a bunch of emails because then the customer service people would email him and say like oh can you approve us yeah doing whatever so then he said okay here's my official statement to all the customer service people is as long as it makes the customer happy and doesn't cost our company more than a hundred dollars you're approved to make any decision that costs up to a hundred dollars yeah and he said by that his his inbox dropped by like 80% or something Mm. because now these people, and he said also by putting trust in the people, then all of a sudden everyone seemed to be like 150% smarter too, you know, because, because you empowering the people to be like, okay, yeah, I I know how to make this 
this decision. You didn't receive your package. Sure, we'll send another one to you. Yeah. It's going to cost us $30, whatever. So that's approved. Let's go. Yeah. And now your people are, are your, your end users, your customers are getting service faster. So they're happier and you don't have to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Just interesting. I just think these are these are cool concepts, and I no, like them. No, they they are very cool concepts, and I think I I think I'm gonna at least try that batching email method for my business. Yeah, kind of hard as a as a school district employee. Yeah, um, I'd probably get in trouble. <laughs> well, he talks about that too. This is like, oh, I'll have to read it. Yeah. Um, it's not school districts, but like the a, fear of getting in trouble. Well. Yeah, school district, because there's sometimes there's things like you have to respond to or need, you need information, essentially. Sure. Like what I do, which is fun, um, I know who who's important and who's not. Mm-hmm. So I know which emails to generally skip on over. Yeah. And so this is fun. The other day, um, <laughs> four hour work week is my life. Um, I think I already, I think I'll, I'm going to read it and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I got this. Um Okay, so I we get these emails every year at this time of year with it's a recognition email and it, they're lists of all the people in the district who, to be grateful for who yeah basically so it's a list of everybody that's been around for five years in the district everybody that's been around for 10 15 20 25 the retirees lots of names on this list and they're all broken up by school. I never read these. Like, I've seen them, and I remember my very first year, I was, like, looking through, looking for names I knew, and I'm like, why? It's like a big yearbook type of thing, you know, you go through. And I realized, like, no, like, this isn't as exciting as everybody makes it out to me. Oh, my God. They're just trying to honor these people. I know. These great... No, and it's awesome, right? And it it is. But, like, I don't know anybody on it. Like... Yeah. But I should read it, so I could text whoever and congratulate them if their name is on it, right? But also, for me, I just... Those kinds of things, I guess I I no longer, I just don't reflect on them like I used to. Like, I remember when I worked at the restaurant and I got my five-year, like, gift. Mm-hmm. I was really excited about oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because everybody made it such a big deal. Well, but here's the thing. In my district, they send out a list. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, so maybe because I don't feel celebrated. No, they're, they really are so happy for everybody, but... Anyways, somebody came up to me like that day that the email got out. I saw it and I thought, I'm not even going to open that like next. Like just I my time is valuable and I can't sit here and read through all the names right now. But what happens is you get so many emails that that email gets pushed to the bottom and I'm never going to see it. Well, somebody came up to me and was like, oh, my gosh, congratulations, like on five years. And I was like. Five years of what? (laughs) Like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she was like five you've been in the district five years your name's on the list and i was like oh you made it oh i made the list see see (laughs) and so it turns out it's actually really special so i'm what i guess the whole point of the story is i'm grateful for the people that do read all the emails because (laughs) it they're basically everybody almost everybody in our preschool program at our school site getting it all together we all have been in the district for five years together so it's kind of special and like okay. we're all gonna get i don't know everybody's just all excited that our names are all together and um so then it kept happening my mom even texted me because she works in the district and she takes time to read these things i honor all of them i'm really grateful but it's just 
it was cracking me up. So then I kind of thought, okay, like maybe if I set more time aside for my emails, I'd actually take time to check. I don't know. I don't know. But it also wasn't as important to me as I was going to say. Hey, at the end of the day, it's like, where do you value your time the most? And that's, it's beautiful and amazing that, that a lot of people want to check it. And I know it is sweet. If they care to, you know, honor each other and others and and you know that's all fantastic and, <laughs> and good for camaraderie but yeah it's also fair if you're like hey my time is <laughs> is is better spent and better invested in other places like no disrespect i love you all congratulations on 5 10 15 20 25 years uh but uh you'll have to let me know yourself yeah and i mean and i told you this i have no problem announcing this on the podcast i suppose either but I I didn't know I was going to be there for five years. Yeah. So I think part of it was like, oh, shoot, it's already been five years. Like, yeah. I've already been in this district. I love my district. But I just didn't, you know, when I first started, I didn't have that foresight to really think I would still be a school-based employee in five years. Yeah. Now I'm like, well, I'm halfway to 10. Might as well. <laughs> well, because in 10, at 10, I get my student loans forgiven. They so. just do it all at once. I don't know. Mm, I got to figure it out. You might want to know that before you sink in another five sink years. Another five. Yeah, I don't know. Imagine they get to 10 and they're that's like, a, okay, now we pay $1,000 a year. And you're like, oh. <laughs> that's the topic maybe for next week. Uh, we can talk about my decisions and maybe I'll do some research and then we can talk about it. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I guess on that note. It's been a good talk. It's been a good talk. Did we give good information? I mean, I think so. I think No, it, I did. That four-hour work week is pretty good book it's it's so good you talk about it it's very interesting it's interesting that it is you know it's relatively old it's like 2008 2000 i know yeah but these concepts are things if you read that high performance habits book by brennan burchard even atomic habits like that's atomic habits is only four years old now oh is that three years old Mm -hmm. Mm, okay um but these are all very related concepts yeah that when you apply them all, you get this these kinds of results. You, yeah. you get this four-hour work week. So you like know? Tried, tried and true forms of optimizing yeah. your life yeah. kind of thing. Life optimization with Amen. Mark and Marie. Boom. <laughs> that was the sound of getting optimized. Yeah. Yeah, you know it. Well, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time. We'll talk to you next time. I'm not going to see you. That's true. We'll good talk to you next time. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Bean Chata. When horror chata just won't do, Bean Chata is a drink for you, fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. A crime-fighting beaver. Yes, a crime-fighting beaver indeed. Justice Beaver. Bye-bye. <laughs>